My name is Zach Arnold. I'm a Hollywood film and television editor, a documentary director, father of two, an American Ninja Warrior in training, and the creator of Optimize Yourself. For over 10 years now, I have obsessively searched for every possible way to optimize my own creative and athletic performance, and now I'm here to shorten your learning curve. Whether you're a creative professional who edits, writes, or directs, you're an entrepreneur, or even if you're a weekend warrior, I strongly believe that you can be successful without sacrificing your health or your sanity in the process. You ready? Let's design the optimized version of you. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Optimize Yourself podcast. Whether you're brand new to the show or you're a seasoned vet, it would mean the world to me if you took just one minute to share this episode with a friend or a colleague who could benefit from what you learned today. And don't forget to also click the subscribe button in your podcast app of choice, because the more subscribers we have, the more that iTunes and the other platforms recognize this show, and thus the more people that you and I can inspire to step outside their comfort zones to reach their greatest potential. And now on to today's show, which is a special episode where I provide my articles in audio form so you have the opportunity to walk and listen instead of sit and read if that is your preference. My hope is that you will use this opportunity to get up and step away from your chair for the next 25 minutes and build the habit of moving more, whether you're working, stuck at home, or otherwise. The following is a reading of my article, Dear Hollywood, It's Time for an Intervention About the Hours We Work, which you can find and read at optimizeyourself.me slash hours, and that's H-O-U-R-S. If you find this article helpful and inspiring, it would mean the world to me if you would be willing to share it with your friends and followers via email, social, or otherwise, as well as signing the petition that I share in this article to support shorter standard work weeks in the entertainment industry. The direct link to the petition is available in the opening of this article for your convenience. Thank you so much for your support. When I published my article, Dear Hollywood, we don't want to go back to normal. Normal wasn't working. I was absolutely floored by the response as I watched the article spread like wildfire across social media in all sectors of the entertainment industry. Honestly, I never thought this message would ever reach beyond my tiny little windowless corner of the post-production world. From second assistant directors in Mexico City, to makeup artists in North Carolina, to corporate video editors in Germany, to accountants in Japan, not to mention countless directors, producers, and even actors. And by the way, Skinny Pete from Breaking Bad, he shared the post. Man, was that a moment. I have heard from people on all six continents, from marketing to features to advertising to television to documentary, above the line and below the line, union and non-union alike. The idea of nobody wanting to go back to normal clearly struck a nerve. Once again, Hollywood, sorry, not sorry. As I said in my interview earlier this week with Kathy Rapola, National Executive Director of the Motion Picture Editors Guild, this is not just a union issue, this is a human issue. We all seem to be in universal agreement. The way that we did things pre-pandemic in the entertainment industry wasn't working. Since sharing my own list of what I believed wasn't working, I have received hundreds of messages, and I have included many of your personal stories about what hasn't been working in your lives. There are countless important issues unique to people's circumstances that clearly need to be addressed. 
But regardless of age, gender, race, ethnicity, sexual orientation, socioeconomic status, or otherwise, there is one fundamental core issue driving the vast majority of the problems in the entertainment industry that needs to be addressed now, the hours we work. Time is the ultimate equalizer. We all have the same 24 hours a day and seven days a week. And we all universally agree we don't have enough time to do our jobs properly without sacrificing our relationships, our health, or our sanity in the process. Not to mention those who have literally given their lives for the sake of entertainment. Hollywood, it is time for a much needed and overdue intervention. As I stated in my previous article, for the first time in cinema history, we are no longer building the plane while flying it, the plane is in the hangar, and we have the opportunity to make significant upgrades. And where we need to start is rewiring the expectations of how many hours per week it really takes to create entertainment. And as a quick reminder, we are not curing cancer. I believe that not only can we find a solution to make 45 hours the new standard work week in Hollywood, but also because of COVID-19, we no longer have any choice. We must make 45 hours the new standard. Both our livelihoods and our lives literally depend on it. And if you're listening to this and you want your voice to be heard, I have included a link to a petition that you can sign at change.org to support a 45-hour week in Hollywood. And again, this article is at optimizeyourself.me slash hours, H-O-U-R-S. So here's why a 45-hour week in Hollywood can work. Before arguing that we must abolish the standard 12-hour day that inevitably creeps into 16 to 20 hours and establish a 45-hour week in Hollywood, we first have to address the question, is a 45-hour week in Hollywood even possible? Now, I posed this question on Facebook and I received a variety of different perspectives. I'm not gonna read through all of them. They're all available in the posts, but a few highlights included the first person saying, uh, is this a trick question? And by the way, no, it's not. We've got somebody that said, yeah, it's possible. Look at Clint Eastwood, look at the Coen brothers. Another one that I really appreciate, literally every other business has proven that 40 hour weeks or less has proven both profitable and successful. If you are the only ones who cannot do it, then you must be doing something wrong. Again, you can read through the rest of them at your leisure. Now, while the perspectives in all of these posts vary in the details, it seems abundantly clear that a 45-hour week is absolutely possible. We have simply been conditioned to believe otherwise. The assumption is if we speak up, we become, quote unquote, the difficult one, and we risk losing our job, or even worse, we are blacklisted. But at this point, I would personally rather risk my job than my life. And I share a screenshot of a Twitter post that I think perfectly encapsulates this. And it says, someone recently told me that difficult to work with often really means difficult to take advantage of in creative industries. And I haven't stopped thinking about that for weeks. And you should be thinking about that too. Working 40 to 45 hours per week is already the norm in much of the entertainment industry outside of the studio system, including in a decent portion of the non-scripted world, largely in the corporate world, and even in the scripted world in many European countries. They do call them French hours for a reason. And hell, if it's good enough for the Coen brothers who can do it in 50, or Clint Eastwood who is well known for shooting eight hour days, meeting his deadlines, and coming in under budget, why can't it be good enough for all of us? And finally, for the bean counters that are still not convinced a 45-hour week is possible, if you are freaking out about extended schedules that lead to inflated budgets, rentals, and salaries, get this, line producers have proven that shorter days are actually cheaper. 
Back in 2012, veteran line producer Robert Schneider, who creates shooting schedules and budgets for clients such as Tim Robbins, Spike Lee, and David Fincher, budgeted a $40 million below-the-line studio feature film based on the usual 12-hour shooting day, which of course inevitably becomes 16 or more hours. But then he rebudgeted the same film based on eight-hour days. And his new budget with shorter workdays, it came in $1 million cheaper. This isn't magic, it's math. According to Schneider, I wanted to dispel the notion that working shorter, more humane hours means increased costs. I've suspected for a long time that on many films, it's cheaper and more efficient to shoot basically straight time days than to shoot extended hours that are inefficient and paid at premium rates. Schneider's wife and first assistant director, Udi Bennett adds, the key to shorter working hours is changing a mindset. People are creatures of habit, and we do what we've always done until we stop and think about it and say, there's got to be a better way. Whether people want to believe it or not, abundant evidence exists that proves a 45-hour week in Hollywood is absolutely possible. Where it gets complicated is how we do it. What about my pension contributions and my golden time? Do you expect me to work less hours for the same hourly rate? No way. Now, what about those who argue, well, we're just lucky to have jobs. Shut up and be grateful for what you already have. And what about the workaholics who perpetuate the sleep deprivation badge of honor cult of work that shames those of us who, quote unquote, can't hack it? Yes, this is a complicated issue with a multitude of angles and perspectives, all of which will need to be examined. Every voice in this discussion matters. And I don't propose to have all the answers that are going to lead us to the finish line. However, I'm pretty confident that I know where we need to start. Rewriting Hollywood's code from scratch. In the world of software development, there's a term called legacy code, which is source code that relates to a no longer supported operating system or a specific technology. And to all my editor friends, think the Avid tool from 1990. For decades, Hollywood has been writing bad code on top of bad code on top of bad code to maintain a legacy that no longer needs to exist. And like outdated software, it is causing the entire system to crash over and over again, literally. Now, the legacy code that is baked into Hollywood is as follows. Worker compensation equals hourly wage times hours worked. Seems simple enough, right? Since the advent of punching the time clock in the 1880s during the Industrial Revolution, we have equated our compensation based on the hours we work as if we are all just tiny cogs that are part of a much larger machine. But it is now time to embrace the 21st century way of working, where output reigns supreme over hours worked. It is time to embrace the idea that for those of us who are knowledge workers, editors, writers, producers, composers, sound designers, visual effects artists, etc., 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 and essentially every creative craft and production not beholden to the shooting day, we are all paid for our creativity, our ability to solve complex problems, and our ability to generate ideas. It is not our responsibility to look busy chained to our desks for an arbitrary number of hours per day specified by a structure that was originally conceived a century ago. If the expectation is that the work assigned to us between any given Monday to Friday should take 45 hours, yet we finish in 40 hours because we are more effective with our time, we should be rewarded, not punished with more busy work or the expectation that we have to quote unquote, put in our 60. 
And if despite being as effective with our time as possible, we are still unable to meet an unrealistic deadline, we should either be paid overtime for every hour above 45 or preferably have our deadline extended. Because in this scenario, we are not the problem. Your lack of planning is the problem. At this point, I can only assume a studio executive or a line producer is seeing an opportunity to save some cash. You want a 45-hour week? Fine, you got it. Guess what? That's less cash in your pocket over the course of the project, and it's more in hours. Nope, not so fast. In the 21st century model, where output reigns supreme over the number of hours worked, the pay we would have received for a standard five-day or 60-hour week is exactly what we will receive for 45 hours. You're getting the same product, therefore we receive the same compensation. And if that week takes more than 45 hours, well, then you're gonna need more weeks. Or you're gonna need to pay us OT and golden time according to a new standard starting at 45, not 60. The reason that I stand behind this model is because it means we all have the responsibility to figure this out together. Everyone has to pull their weight if we are going to come out of this pandemic on the other end without losing lives due to negligence. If studios and producers are willing to entertain the notion of shorter work weeks for the same compensation, then it is our turn as creatives to step up to the plate and deliver. That means that both time management and deep work are now 21st century skills that we must prioritize, learn, and perfect. This is no different than honing our ability to tell compelling stories or manage complex software. As Cal Newport, the author of Deep Work, talked about in our podcast interview together, the ability to perform deep work is becoming increasingly rare at exactly the same time it is becoming increasingly valuable in our economy. As a consequence, the few who cultivate this skill and then make it to the core of their working life will thrive. So what does this mean? Well, this means spending less time in our email inboxes and scrolling Facebook or Instagram and more time putting in the deep work necessary to deliver amazing creative work on time and within budget. This means learning more effective communication skills and remote project management workflows to adapt to the 21st century virtual world that we are living in today. This means learning things like Slack, Trello, Frame.io, Evercast, et cetera, et cetera. This also means taking responsibility for all of the unpaid nights and weekends that we are clocking or spending on the couch because we are afraid of being the difficult one and instead advocating for ourselves and our team members so everyone can better understand why the current schedule isn't working and why it needs to be fixed. This is on all of us. If we insist on change, we have to be willing to give just as much as we take. The alternative is the status quo. And it seems that we are all in universal agreement at this point, the status quo is no longer an alternative. How to shoot in 45 what used to take 60 or more using the mother-in-law principle. Okay, so all of this getting paid for output instead of hours worked funny business, well, it sure sounds wonderful for everyone lucky enough to have the luxury of sitting behind desks all day long. But what about the workers on the front lines beholden to the shooting schedules, whose lives are dictated by call sheets and the never-ending role of digital cameras? How do you judge a dolly grip, a set dresser, an electrician, an AD, or a camera loader by output instead of hours worked? Unfortunately, you can't. But what shortening the standard shooting day to nine instead of 12 hours forces everyone to do is innovate. More money and more time does not automatically equal a better end product, and the converse is equally as true. 
Some of the best films and television shows in the history of cinema came to be because they were forced to innovate due to lack of funding, lack of locations, lack of lighting, or whatever. I promise you that writers, directors, producers, studio executives, and all department heads will be willing to innovate and reevaluate their way of doing things if in return they get a portion of their lives back. There is a popularized term in the productivity world that's called Parkinson's Law. And to loosely paraphrase, it states the following. The work expands or contracts to fit in the time we allow it. So to simplify a bit, this means that the amount of time we have to perform a task is the amount of time it takes to complete the task. Schedule 12 hours to shoot, it is going to take you 12 hours to complete the day's shoot. Schedule 12 hours to shoot, knowing you can afford to pay four extra hours of OT, it will take 16 hours to complete the day's shoot. Schedule nine hours, knowing that you have no option to extend the schedule because increased work hours puts the health and livelihood of everyone on set at risk, well then guess what? It will take exactly nine hours to complete the day's shoot. Now, because I found Parkinson's law to be just a bit stiff and complex to understand, I have taken the liberty of modifying the name just a bit to make it easier to comprehend. Now, what I have deemed the mother-in-law principle states, that no matter how long it may take you to clean your house on a regular basis, if your mother-in-law is making a surprise visit in four hours, it will take you exactly three hours and 59 minutes to clean your house. If the shooting day shifts from 12 to nine hours, which by the way is a decrease of 25%, this will absolutely mean less pages shot per day and thus more total shooting days. But I would bet good money the average number of pages per day over time would decrease by far less than 25% as everyone works together to innovate new ways to schedule and shoot scenes more efficiently. And lastly, because production is upstream from every other department in the Hollywood pipeline, shorter shooting days leads to less dailies, which leads to less demands on post-production on a daily basis, which then trickles down to savings in sound, music color, and all of the other departments who before were always given the shaft, to put it lightly, at the tail end of already ridiculous delivery schedules. A 45-hour week can be done. We just have to be willing to unite between crafts, guilds, vendors, union and non-union alike, to innovate our way into the 21st century. And most importantly, this only happens when we begin to advocate for ourselves and set boundaries. At this point, we frankly have no other choice. And now, here is why a 45-hour week in Hollywood must work. I don't think scientific research is necessary to prove how detrimental chronically working insane hours is to our health, our well-being, and our sanity. Nobody ever woke up at noon on a Friday after an 80-hour week and proclaimed, man, I feel great. All that hard work this week, whew, that has done me some good. However, I'm going to throw some scientific research at you anyways. And sorry, I know that science isn't really in vogue right now, but I still believe in it. Because clearly, this industry has yet to grasp the severity of our circumstances. No matter if you're a craftsperson or a studio executive, whether you're above the line or below the line, People getting sick means that work stops, which means that nobody gets paid and we all stay home until we figure this out. Oh boy, where to begin? How about the fact that if this industry continues to chronically deprive all of us of sleep, it will ravage our immune systems such that we are more susceptible to COVID-19 and thus more susceptible to being dead. According to a 2017 study conducted by the University of Washington Health Sciences, where scientists compared the immune systems of identical twins with different sleep patterns, 
When sleep-deprived people are given a vaccine, there is a lower antibody response. And if you expose sleep-deprived people to a rhinovirus, they're more likely to get the virus. This study provides further evidence of sleep to overall health and well-being, particularly to immune health. Seven or more hours of sleep is recommended for optimal health. Seven hours? Yeah, right. We only have 24 hours in any given day, and when it is culturally acceptable for the standard workday to be 12 hours, and let's be honest, it's never just 12, and you include commuting, family time, appointments, and otherwise, seven hours of sleep is mathematically impossible. But let's assume at this point, you are a unique snowflake who can get by on four or five hours a night, and you just want to get back to work. Well, do you care at all about leaving your family without a husband, a wife, a partner, a dad, a mom, a son, a daughter, or otherwise at some point down the road? Because a weekend immune system, while clearly the most pressing issue right now, is the tip of the iceberg when it comes to not getting enough sleep. There is nothing more detrimental to your health and well-being than lack of sleep. Chronic sleep deprivation over time can lead to a myriad of stress-induced conditions, disorders, and diseases not to mention increased anxiety, depression, and a host of other mental health issues. Even worse, specifically for those who work late nights, as I discovered in my podcast interview with sleep expert Sean Stevenson, the International Agency for Research on Cancer has classified overnight shift work as a group 2A carcinogen. Yes, you heard that correctly. All of those late night call times, the fratter days, and the sleepless nights in the edit bay literally cause cancer. It is no coincidence that we call it the graveyard shift. Now, for those who could care less about what might happen someday if you don't get enough sleep, let's instead consider the immediate ramifications of sleep deprivation to your creativity and your ability to solve complex problems, which, by the way, is in fact your entire job. In my podcast with former Navy SEAL and physician Dr. Kirk Parsley, we discuss the cognitive damage of sleep deprivation. As he states in his book, Sleep to Win, Depriving oneself of approximately two hours of sleep leads to a performance decline on par with a blood alcohol level of 0.05%. However, if this person is sleep deprived two hours per night for 11 nights in a row, their performance decline is on par with a blood alcohol level of approximately 0.08 to 0.1%. So in short, if you don't get enough sleep, you are showing up to work cognitively drunk every single day. Now, if somebody showed up to work around set smelling of alcohol, would we celebrate them? Of course not. We would pull them aside knowing they are potentially a danger to themselves and others. Yet we celebrate and champion those who can suck it up and work through the long hours. Now, listen, I could go on and on about how sleep deprivation and chronic overwork are dangerous, but here are just a few additional bullet points to consider. Working long hours, and by the way, long hours is defined as working 10 hours, at least 50 days per year, increases your risk of having a stroke by up to 45%. And the association is stronger for people that are under the age of 50. Therefore, strokes are not just for your grandpappy anymore. Secondly, chronically working long hours can literally lead to death, as it did for Mua Sato who's age 31, after she logged 159 hours of overtime in a single month. This is such a prevalent issue in Japan, for example, that they even have their own word for it, Kiroshi. Also, the cost of mental health issues alone is astronomical. A recent study estimated that the cost of mental health issues to the UK's entertainment sector was more than $300 million annually. 
As it says in the article that I linked to, Hollywood's mental health reckoning has arrived. And by the way, everything I just mentioned, yeah, that's all pre-pandemic. None of this should be news. Sleep deprivation was an epidemic in Hollywood for decades before the pandemic, so much so that multiple industry committees have been formed to talk about the dangerous work hours, the deaths by falling asleep at the wheel, and otherwise. Legendary director of photography Haskell Wexler even created an entire documentary on the subject called Who Needs Sleep? But unfortunately, the desperate change that Haskell and so many others have fought for the last few decades has not come to fruition. Yet. But things are different now. COVID-19 not only changes the game, we are playing on a completely different field. Now imagine, just for a second, if we were to shun people who didn't get a good night's sleep and showed up exhausted to work every day, the way that we are currently shunning people for not wearing masks. The entire Hollywood system would need to change to meet the new cultural expectation that sleep and well-being are vital to our ability to produce entertainment, not to mention necessary to survive this pandemic. Reverse engineer from this one goal alone, and we work in a completely different world. So, who else is ready to proudly wear their I Got Seven Hours Last Night badge of honor along with me? Hollywood, it is time for a new legacy. Arguing for more sleep and more downtime is not a sign of weakness. There is not something wrong with us because we have priorities outside our jobs. We are human. We can all continue to be successful and create amazing content together because we prioritize sleep, our health, and our sanity, not despite the fact that we prioritize all of the above. Hollywood, we have an immense opportunity to redefine our legacy. The studio system as we know it today was literally born from the Spanish flu of 1918. So what do we want our legacy to be after COVID-19? Option number one, we suffer a string of unnecessary infections and potentially deaths and multiple work shutdowns because we chose to go back to work too fast. Or option number two, we design and embrace a new, more sustainable way of working for decades to come because we chose to do this right. If you would like to make option two a reality, please take action and support the petition to make a 45-hour week in Hollywood our new reality. I hope you enjoyed the reading of my article, Dear Hollywood, it is time for an intervention about the hours we work, which you can find and read at optimizeyourself.me slash hours, H-O-U-R-S. If you find this article helpful and inspiring, it would mean the world to me if you would be willing to share it with your friends and followers via email, social, or otherwise, as well as signing the petition that I share in this article to support shorter standard work weeks in the entertainment industry. The direct link to the petition is available in the opening of this article for your convenience. Thank you so much for your support. Thank you for listening. Stay safe, healthy, and sane, and be well.